Welcome to the show after the show podcast. So today we have a guest who, I got to be honest with you, I'm just going to put it all out there. I got into country music later in life. You have grown up with it. Mm -hmm. Me, not, not so much. So I think the reason I'm not as familiar with the body of work of Diamond Rio is because of, you know, logistics, basically. But as soon as you start singing any of their songs, I always know them immediately. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're going to really, really enjoy uh, the conversation that we're going to be having with these guys. Hi, this is Marty Rowe. Anybody well, he- there? Hello. Can you hear us? I can. Well, that's awesome because we can hear you loud Yay. and clear. Hello. We're excited that you're coming to town. All right. Well, your voice changed from the last time I talked to you. <laughs> But let me watch this. I can do it again. Hello, Marty Rowe. Sound, there you go. Okay, well, I, 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 I talked to Mozart for a second, and then uh, he was off the air. <laughs> We're talking with Marty Rowe this morning from Diamond Rio. These guys are going to be in town Thursday night at the Thrasher Horn Center. Marty, we are super excited to have you guys coming. Yes, looking forward to it, man. I um, always love that part of Florida, and uh, we've got a lot of fans in that part of the world. There's something about meat in the middle that I didn't know until I read this uh, this little bio they sent over. It was the first ever country. You guys were the first ever country music group to reach number one with your very first single. That is what they told us. I, I was just glad to have a song out on the charts, my friend. And uh, <laughs> being number one was an, an added bonus. So where were you when you um, first heard it on the radio? Because, you know, with uh, with TikTok and Instagram reels and all that kind of stuff, Nowadays, every artist, you get to see them reacting to hearing their song for the first time. There's always somebody with their phone up taking video of them. Do you remember where you were the first time you heard yourself on the radio? Absolutely. Um, We were on the bus. We'd just done an interview uh, to promote the release of the song um, a a week later or so, coming out of Indianapolis. And uh, uh, they told us they were going to play the song, so we get on the bus and pull up the radio and on the bus and it, it, they introduced it. They played the song and we listened to it like we had never heard it before, you know? Uh. Um, and we, by that time we'd spent a year recording it and, and, you know, beating it up, you know, trying to make sure it was right uh, before whatever saw the light of day. So, um, but yeah, we listened to it on the radio and it seemed to translate well. And, that was a, definitely a memorable experience, something that you dream about as a as a kid, and you know maybe to have have your songs played on the radio, and um, it was it's a bit of a surreal experience. And now when I hear my songs on the radio, I turn the channel. <laughs> is that is real? Do you really, Marty? Do you really? <laughs> yes, I really do. Why? I I've heard it. <laughs> That's true. I get that. I understand that. You know what's funny? We we just started doing this podcast maybe a couple of months ago, and and someone asked me in the building recently. Oh, did you listen to your last podcast? I was like, no. I I that was me. I was on it. Yeah, I listen, but we do. Yeah, I, I was I was I I was at the event. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was there when it happened. I was in the room where it happened. Marty, you guys are a rarity too in that. It's been 30 years now plus, and you guys are still the original band that started from the very beginning. That's rare. It is very rare, and um, we we, uh, we took a lot of great pride in all that. This past year, our drummer, Brian, retired. And so uh, we have a great new drummer, uh, Micah Schweinsberg, and he's actually been groomed for that position for probably the last five years. Um, 
But Brian was 67 years old, and he decided that he wanted to uh, retire. And I told him, I mean, we hated it, but I told him, I said, you, uh, it's not an unusual thing for someone who's 67 to decide to retire. Especially <laughs> a physical job and like I'm, that. I, I, and to be honest with you, I'm proud that we, we've made provisions through all those 30 years that guys could actually do that. So, so But, you know, yeah. he's an old man, and, and the rest of us are not. <laughs> how how old how old ish is your newer drummer? Oh my goodness, he's thirty nine. He's a baby. He's a little whippersnapper. <laughs> he is just a baby. <laughs> he ain't little. He ain't little. He's a big old tall guy. <laughs> but, uh, but he's an incredible talent and uh, and a great blessing. Good personality. Good Christian man. Got a great young family and uh, and he definitely fits right in with uh, who we are. And speaking of good Christian man, I know you guys have had a Christian album out as well as a Christmas album. You're going to be here in Jacksonville at the Thrasher Horn Center on Thursday night. What is your show mostly like hits or are there, I mean, we're getting close to Christmas. Like what kind of stuff are it's we all, looking for? Uh, it will be, we, we try to do what the people come, what they paid their hard earned money to uh, come see. And that's to see the hits. And we do our best to squeeze as many in as possible. The good problem is, is we really can't get to all of them. Um, but we, we do some medleys with a bunch of them in there and, uh, and a lot, and some bonus stuff that they wouldn't have heard anywhere except for live or on our live CD. Um, that, so, uh, right now we won't, we do a Christmas tour. We, we will be doing that, but that doesn't start till the 1st of December. Yes, because um, Amadeus, it's not almost Christmas. Yeah. Do you like that he just me. said, do you believe he just said well, it's almost Christmas? It's September. Yeah, my experience is that uh, Halloween, uh, Thanksgiving, and Christmas, they they all don't go together. Right. Marty, even at my age, I've, I've already started sending my Christmas list oh to my, my to my folks and my sister because I want, I want stuff that I want, so they need to know. So going back to that medley, I know that you guys are famous for doing a bluegrass medley that, to my knowledge, yep. has never been recorded or put on an album. You guys still do that? It is recorded. It, we do, and it is recorded. That's on our our live CD. Okay, you can only get it our you can only get it our shows. So bring some extra ah. cash. Ah. <laughs> oh, see how he, see okay. how he does. And it includes an Aerosmith song. Is that right? It does. That is so cool. Let me. Yeah, it is a it's bluegrass seventies rock and roll. When you guys were first coming onto the scene, and all of the stuff that newer artists deal with and go through you get to meet some people that you maybe were idolizing once upon a time who was the first like big country icon that you were like okay i can't believe that we're peers now we're colleagues right well i mean my my career goes all of our careers go back before diamond rio but um my goodness it's a long list um and it continues uh was somewhat surreal i mean the first First time I was ever on the Opry was 1982, and Porter Wagner introduced me, and I got oh. to meet him. Actually, actually became somewhat of a fishing buddy with him. Oh my gosh, and, Porter Wagner! Yeah. Dude, wow. Marty, yeah. you almost brought a tear to my eye with that. <laughs> but but you know the I guess one of the bigger ones for me personally uh, was Merle Haggard. Um, the wow. first song I ever learned as a little kid, four or five years old, was The Fugitive, uh, which came out when I was four or five years old, about 64 or five. And um, he, um, 
and and I got to meet him. And actually, we we were a part of a tribute album to him, and helped him. We were on stage when he was inducted to the Hall of Fame. Oh my gosh! Uh, he knew me by name, you know, um, which is all that was, you know, that George Jones, um, Marty Robbins. I never got to meet, and that's one that I always regret because that's who I'm named after. Is my father's uh, favorite person. But I'm neighbors with Larry Gatlin, who is another one of my heroes. We, we play golf together. We live on a golf course together, and. <laughs> That's so cool. Weekly. Um, yes, it is cool. It is yes, it cool. is cool. And, and you were label mates with some of the 90s. Like, I think, uh, wasn't Alan Jackson um, a label mate with yeah. you? Yeah, we were um, part of a new label called Arista Records that had come to town purposefully to start a little boutique, quote-unquote boutique uh, label in Nashville because country was taking off and paying the bills for L.A. and New York, to be quite honest. Um and yeah, we it was us, uh, Alan and Brooks and Don, Pam Tillis, uh, Exile was on there at the time. Wow. Um, there was only about eight of us, and uh, almost all of them us were did very well, and uh, and it was a great time. Uh, we were and we were all on the same booking agent, and we worked together constantly, and uh, it was a, a nice little small group that was selling millions of CDs and. and and cassette tapes back then. Um, I never had a. Uh, we never had a vinyl album. Um, oh, seriously? Alan, Alan what? Yeah, Al, Alan had the only limited edition vinyl album that came off of Arista. It was the la- first and last that uh, came out of Nashville uh, Arista office, and I was jealous because he had that big cover you know and uh-huh. i was like gee whiz and everything was condensed to you know one fourth the size <laughs> they probably said to you nobody's buying albums and now it's like such a retro fun thing to, yeah, to get something absolutely. on vinyl wow it has been an honor to speak with you i know how excited everybody is in town to come and see you at thrasher horn yeah we're looking forward to it and uh we like i said we have good a lot of good fans in that part of the world we've played there many times and uh I'm not sure we've been to Thrasher Horn yet, but um, it sounds like a beautiful place. Yeah, it you're going to absolutely love it. Marty Rowe from Diamond Rio, it has been such a pleasure to chat with you. I will be singing along with you Thursday night at the Thrasher Horn all Center. Right. I look forward to seeing you all and talking further. I've, I've never met a legend like Mozart, so I look forward <laughs> to it. All the time. Much like you and Marty Robbins, I was just named after the legend. <laughs> Tickets for the show are available at thcenter.com. Wow. wow. Very, very cool stories. I mean, I, I feel like he's somebody you could just talk to for a long, long time. I mean, I love when we hear about these artists that, oh, I golf with him. I fish with him. You know, we're just buds. So anyway, that's the show after the show. If you will follow us on wherever you catch your podcasts, we would greatly appreciate that. And we will talk to you soon.